I don't know why I don't like that word. <laughs> what makes you laugh? That. <laughs> um, what makes you laugh? <laughs> my laugh like when i laugh like i can't like that breathless laugh or like when anybody laughs like yeah. that that like breathless like the wheeze like, the wheeze hey guys and dolls don't touch that dial this is the podcast with a different style don't be a square. It's time to twist and shout because this is the station all the cool kids are talking about. So take down those stacks of wax and put on your listening caps. This is the Motivation Station with Katie Bellarino. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Motivation Station with Katie Bellarino. And that's me, your host, Katie Bellarino. All right, our guest today in the studio, she's a wife, a mom, an entrepreneur. She also owns her own real estate company with her husband, who's the co-owner and broker. You may know her from her hit TV show on HGTV, Selling the Big Easy. Ladies and gentlemen, not only a huge movie star, but I like to consider her one of my friends, Brittany Piccolo Ramos. Hey, y'all, you know who this is. (laughs) It's your girl. <laughs> Hi, Brittany. Thanks for coming on today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I've been knowing Katie since she was a Del Giorno. Yes. <laughs> I was in sixth grade when you first laid eyes on me. And she was just as beautiful. I hated her because I was chubby and weird. And she was so not- cute. And <laughs> she had a great metabolism. I had the same face, probably. You literally looked exactly. <laughs> Me and Cooper are like, um, mm, you've had a lot of phases. I'm like, I know. I'm like Oprah. I'm the Oprah of HGTV. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're like, what size is she going to be next? We don't know. Stop. Okay, Brittany, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. <clears throat> okay, so about myself. I mean, I have so many facets. It's, I mean... How do you, I'm just joking. Um, so about myself, I am, yes, a mother to a wild seven-year-old. Um, and everybody's like, she's just like you. I'm like, I know. Um, it's terrifying. Payback. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm a real estate agent. I've been a real estate agent for eight years. And I love my job. I love helping people find their house. And I mean, I'm very big in like protecting people. So um, I've always been a big justice person. Like when I was little, if somebody was getting beat up, like I would jump in the fight. Like no. it was my, yeah, I would legit like jump in the fight. Also, because I'm a little hood rat chick. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, you want to fight? I'm like, let's do this. Bring it. You're like yeah. taking your weave out. <laughs> taking your earrings out. Don't tell out. the whole world about my weave, friend. No, it's okay. I have a weave and it's amazing. So um, do I. It's okay. I I'm going to name her. Her name is Stephanie. I mean, so I have, you know, the real estate is, is great and I'm very thankful. We closed $52 million last year. Wow. Congra- in, yeah. a, in a pandemic. I know. And we're like number, I think there's a couple hundred brokerages and we were like number 45 or something like that. What's the name um, of it again? Godwin and Stone. Mm-hmm. Not like kind of like Earth, Wind and Fire. Godwin and like, Stone. Yeah. Godwin and Stone. Now, I'll never forget it now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then so we had the real estate company and that was started really, um, you know, as a, you know, we were with Keller Williams and I'll have a lot of love and respect for that company. Um, but, you know, with doing the show, we really needed something that was ours that, you know, maybe we didn't need to get permission 
permission on filming and stuff like that. So like more control. Exactly. And so um, Godwin and Stone was kind of birthed out of getting the show. Um, But it's really cool because our company is very young, but it's super fun. And like when you walk in, it has such a healthy vibe. Mm -hmm. Like there's no competition. Everybody helps everybody. And even though we're all kind of individual agents and, you know, I have a couple of team members with me, but everybody's kind of their own agent. We all still help each other. So it's really, it's kind of, and then like we had a ping pong table, like we always have lunch at the office. I mean, it's kind of like a bunch of kids that, you know, like at Google or something and create this really fun environment, but has a lot of character and has a lot of honor. Yeah, I like that. So where did you grow up? You grew up here? I did. I was born and raised in the area. Um, My family, I mean, my family's from all over, but, you know, my grandmother's family was from Chalmette. They're all Italian, German immigrant. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my mom came from more of the northern United States and her parents are very English. Um, So that's why I had this like swagger Italian like, yeah, you know, fight in me. And then I had this hold on. I can be fancy in two seconds. Yeah, for real. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's where the Godwin comes from. Hello. (laughs) It's funny because people are like, your name's so classy and you're so I'm like, don't say it. Yeah, They're you're like, so not tri- trendy. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about like your family. I know you have a lot of siblings. I do. I have an older sister. She is a banging real estate agent in Nashville, Tennessee. She mm-hmm. actually, um, in fact, I didn't want to go into real estate for years because I knew I would be compared to her, like the Ooh. little sister syndrome. Um, so I fought it for like five years, but she is an incredible real estate agent. She's only slightly competitive with me. Um <laughs> keeps it fun yeah super fun um just joking brand if you hear this i love you the best um and then i have joel who works with me who is literally a fit younger male version of me um <laughs> like and like but he reads books too so it's really impressive i'm like Brittany. is he single yeah no okay. um, he's a very married okay. with a tiny human um but it's funny because he looking at joel is like if i ever wanted to know what i would be like if i truly applied myself it's him <laughs> Like, like, there's an existent version of your best self. You're just looking Stop at him. Stop it. Oh, I'm my serious. God. Your sweet little brother's going to love that you're saying all these <laughs> nice things about him. It's just a fact. Do you have how many little... Do you have two And then I have brothers? another brother. Yeah. So John is, um, he's uh, working at a church with his wife. And um, actually, I did hook them up. I'm just going to take credit for that. Okay. Me and Jesus. Um, but <laughs> we were at a function and I was like, she's really cute and you're really single and y'all should sit next to each other and... Um, they started talking and then when he went to the bathroom, I told her, I said, um, that could be your husband. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And then literally I told him the next day he needed to call her and she did. And oh my they God. got married in like three or they got engaged like in a month, married in like three months and like a baby on the way, like wow. literally from their honeymoon. So God just liked to You have a really off. good success rate there, huh? Um, matchmaker. Yeah. <laughs> Some would say I'm the property matchmaker <laughs> and the human matchmaker. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you grew up here, a bunch of siblings, whatever. So where, what happened after high school? Like what was your, what were your plans? So I grew up in a very strong Christian community. So of course, you know, I was being abstinent. So my biggest goal was to get married. So, you know what I'm saying? Real talk. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, No, seriously. Um, No, but I went to college. I graduated from UNO and my senior year of, or really senior year was Katrina. So um, that, that 4th of July, I met my now husband, which we've been together for 15 years. He's so blessed. I mean, just blessed, you know? Yeah. Just full of joy. I'm such a win. I'm such a, a winner. 
Um, he oh just wakes God. up every morning and says, dang, I'm so lucky. Um, I'm sorry, blessed. For him to hear this. <laughs> It's like I am the luckiest man alive, <laughs> and I'm like you're truly. You're like tr- stop, stop it. Um, no, but we met the Fourth of July, and he was super tall. He's six four and um, super Latin. He's Puerto Rican and Cuban, mm-hmm. and I am white as like Casper white, like you can see through my skin. Um, and I remember the first time I saw him, and I was like, "Yo, you want to make a baby?" Oh. I didn't say that exactly, but I did say like, "Do you want to see the church?" And, um, <laughs> That's like Christian for like, what's up? You want to walk with me? Um, and so like we walked around the campus oh and then he called me and we talked for hours. And then like on our first date, I told him, I was like, you're everything I ever wanted. And he's like, I feel the same way about you. And like it was a month later, Katrina hit. So we got separated. Yeah. And then he came up to visit me two months later and asked me to marry him. Wait, that's so like I Christian know. world. I like know. I try to I try to explain to like my friends now how like growing up in church and stuff it's like you you just literally like graduate high school and then you just like try to get Get married married. like i mean that's just kind of what you're taught like you just need to find a spouse i have ice in my mouth so it's okay it kind of like is soothing anyway but i was like (laughs) i tell my friends all the time they're like how long have you been married i'm like um you know me and my husband i got married when i was 23 and they're like oh my god that's so young i'm like that's actually old in the christian community community, you're an old spinster at 23 man if you can get married by like 1920 (laughs) before you can actually drink yeah yeah, like you're cool right (laughs) yeah but yeah so you can have that communion one you know man (laughs) you could go because you were an adult how old were you when you got married um i was 21 uh you're right in that sweet spot Mm -hmm. my husband Mm -hmm. was 20 i just turned 20 oh so you're a little older than him Yeah, i'm actually almost two years older than him i'm three weeks older than my husband well done yes and he knows that i'm older and wiser than he is (laughs) you just remind him you're like older you're like sub you're like you literally like whisper in his ear when he's sleeping uh, <laughs> and he wakes up he's like i just feel like you're so old and wise you're like you're right i used to be able to say and i'm bigger and stronger than you are but now matt's been working out so he's definitely not bigger or <laughs> is i mean he? he's, i'm definitely not working out can i see a picture that sounds yeah, weird i'm not totally like sh- i don't yeah. have like a good no, one okay. i'll, I'll look him up, send, yeah, I'll look I'll him up on you. social media which he- you all should should be following katie on social media <laughs> We'll and Brittany Piccolo way. Ramos at Selling the Biggies. Brittany and the Biggies. Okay, my Okay, all right. So wait, so you went to college and mm-hmm. then you met your husband and then you guys got married shortly yeah. after. And then where were y'all living here? So we moved. Okay, Marco's parents are amazing, but they're very Puerto Rican and Cuban. And so we moved away for like a, like a year to mm-hmm. Nashville. And... I love Nashville, but it's not New Orleans. It just isn't. Yeah. And so um, we moved shortly thereafter. We moved back and um, we started, we've lived everywhere in the city. We've lived in the New Orleans and the uptown and we've lived in on the West Bank. Yeah. Kennebra, like all the, all the above. Yeah. And so we moved back and we worked a slew of jobs. I mean, I was in restaurant management and I worked. Were you for, really? Yeah, I was for like years. I was a restaurant manager. I was I was an awesome restaurant manager. Because it's say crazy, like where? it's chaos. So it's like um, one of the places was on the West Bank. It, it's not open anymore, but it's called. I mean, we we might like cut it or whatever, but just tell yeah. me like. So what I've I mean I've worked in restaurants since I was in college. So I worked at Houston's. Oh yeah! Oh my yeah. god! I forgot. I know. 
Did you work at UAL? Yes. No, I didn't work at UAL. You but all my friends did. Everybody worked at UAL. Everybody worked at, everyone worked at I know. Houston. I know. Yes. So I worked at Houston's. That was like one of my first. Well, I worked at Chateau Cafe was my first job, and then I worked at Houston. This like so, I've worked hysterical. in restaurants. Like my whole. And the thing about restaurants is you're. I feel like restaurants and going into real estate was a very natural progression because you're dealing with problems yeah. and you're bringing up solutions and you're having to meet a ton of people and be uncomfortable yeah. and you work 24 seven. Yeah. I, and, I definitely want to get with you later about this, uh, just about some ideas that I have. I didn't, I didn't know you were in yeah. restaurant management. That's yeah. really, yeah. Nice my husband know. too. I mean like he like turned around whole restaurants. He's like, Oh, like that's amazing so cr- he's I didn't even that's know where that. he really learned how to like strategize and business build and, yeah. and obviously without my husband I think I would just be a great real estate agent he kind of took me to the level of like business owner and builder you know yeah. so he's he can go into a company and say this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong and so he was actually going to do um before we went and started our own company and he became a broker um he was actually going to start a consulting company for um companies for businesses that's yeah. really cool. That's awesome. Okay, so you were in restaurant management, mm-hmm. and then like, how did all the real like what what was the trail to so real estate? So I went to well, I was in restaurant. I never knew what I wanted to do, but I did do like some improv acting and stuff like that. But everybody was broke in that industry, so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I need a job. Because um, did you really take improv around here? Yeah. Oh yeah, I worked at um, I I did performed at La Nuit Theater. Yeah. Um, so that's where I took like improv classes and stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah, girl. That's so funny. I took acting classes too, like in the city. Like, I mean, I did community theater, but like as far as like in acting in front of the camera or whatever, I did stuff, but never improv. Improv's really scary. It is very, it's very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's very scary. And that's what's so interesting about the show. Um, is, oh my God, it's improv. It's all improv. Isn't that nuts? That is so crazy. And it is vulnerable too, which I love to hide behind a character and love to hide behind a script. And like, well, especially when people are ripping you apart and they're like telling you how terrible you are and you're like, bro, that's me. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't I be like, know. that's yeah. just my part. That's yeah. just my, my, you know, character. You're it's like, like, I don't like the way she talks. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know how to change that. <laughs> <laughs> Take it up with you. Take it up with the big man. Does she think she's awesome? I'm like, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good about myself, but now I don't. Exactly. People are vicious. Dude, they're mean. People mean. are vicious. Yes. And they like they like messaging you out of their mom's basement, you know? It's and they have sad. like one follower. I and they're know. like ripping you to shreds. And I'm like... That's sad. <sighs> okay, so you never knew what you wanted to do. And then what happened uh, so, I mean, improv honestly then- yeah so i was doing improv classes and all kind of other stuff and and then i um, hurt i was in restaurant management and then i actually went to, and i was working at sprint mm-hmm. um you've done so many things i know i was in sales i was like one of the top sales people in the nation it was weird you're like a chameleon though it's like no matter what you do you just do it well i think that i think it too it's like coming from a family that we're all entrepreneurs and hard workers like i think it's just work hard like it's not work hard and love people like i I think everything else is just kind of lanyap you know it's not rocket science Mm -hmm. like if you're failing it's probably because you suck like you know like let's just stop beating around the bush stop blaming other people if you suck at your job you suck at your job own it and be better yeah you know yeah so and and the solution's easy it's just just try harder yeah i even was an assistant i was a personal assistant and did freaking computer work and like organization i am the least organized computer person you'll ever meet in your life 
but I didn't have a choice because that hurt my back and I couldn't walk. So I had to do that. And they said I was the best assistant they had had in like, and I stayed there for three years. Yeah. It, was, and it was literally because every time I would have a conflict, I figured out how to fig be better at whatever I was weak at. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of are this whole generation and yeah, I'm talking directly to you if you're listening. Um, mm-hmm. This whole generation that's coming up, it's like there's so much blame game. Yeah. Like my dad did this, my mom did that. Da, 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 da. And it's like, no, take authority over that Mm -hmm. own your issues and freaking be better yeah we were just talking about that me and my brother-in-law just about how you have to take responsibility like people don't want to take personal responsibility anymore it's like um if you are unhappy with the situation a lot of the times like if you change your perspective or you change yourself all you need is one willing heart to change and the whole situation can change and that could be you. So just like change yourself and, you know, like you said, be better or try harder. Do the best you can where you're at. I 100% agree. And when I worked in restaurants, my manager was so mean. And one of them, I'm not going to say the name, but Mm -hmm. um, because he might be listening. Um, Was it Aaron Vogel? Just Maybe. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) Hate him. No, they're going to love you. Call me later. Um, But literally in at houston's when i worked there they would they were the management was brutal okay they were like no forgiveness they were like they put you in tears of how good you were you know and i remember them saying that even if you feel bad put a smile and then you'll start feeling better yeah and i never realized how much your physical actions actually like even though you don't feel like doing it, mm-hmm. it it reflects on the inside. So when you start smiling, you actually start having a better day. When you start changing your mindset and, and being thankful, you start being thankful. Mm-hmm. Like there's it, your mindset is so important, and that's why it's interesting because some people think, oh, I'm the owner, I shouldn't be working as much, and I should be making tons of money. Right. I outwork every. I mean, I'll say it to y'all's face, you know that. Um, but I yeah. will outwork everybody on yeah in my business because at the end of the day, this is my baby. At the end of the day, this is my name. And if I can't lead by example, and if I can't, and I'm very big about servant leadership. Yes. You know, I'm always there to answer my phone. And I I do stuff that they're not even seeing Mm -hmm. that I'm building for the future for them. It's almost like having children, you know? Mm -hmm. All right, guys, that means we need to take a quick break. So we'll be right back. Hey love, it's Mandy Winehusen from the Mommy Jolie blog. And if you're looking for a trendy and beautiful salon in the New Orleans or Metairie area, you've got to try out Glow Hair and Beauty located at 3101 Metairie Road. They specialize in color, cuts, extensions, and makeup. And it's not just a salon, it's a feeling. So girl, go get your glow on. All right, guys, we are back with Brittany Piccolo Ramos from HGTV's Selling the Big Easy and Godwin and Stone. (laughs) Okay, she was just talking about her business and um, how she is a boss and a leader and she really believes in servant leadership. Okay, Brittany, can you maybe talk about some things that you have learned by being a boss or that you're currently learning? Just just some things that we could, you know, insight we could get from you. I think that um, in order for you to lead, like you, there's part of it, obviously people have, they're your subordinates. Um, so the, there's a bit of you need to obey because this is my company and so you're reflecting that. But there's a lot of it, if you want your, it's easier to have subordinates. It's different to have people that love you and want to serve you and represent you and and be your advocate, you know? So yeah. um, I've learned that 
the I'm the boss that I want would want to have. Yes, I saw that. Be the boss you wish you had. Yeah, and so and that and that's true because I remember always thinking, um, I had a lot of bosses that were really competitive with me or, mm-hmm. um, were scared of me being strong. And I and I don't mind strong people. That's what I'm learning is, you know, I I want to be around strong people that that not not push me or in the sense of like trying to fight over power mm-hmm. um, because power is overrated with much power comes much responsibility yeah um you know and people say that but like yoda said that <laughs> it's not from the bible um but you know it's true people don't realize that mm-hmm. um when you are powerful you you have a lot of people looking up to you and a lot of their lives are on your back totally. and if you fail they fail yeah like i can't just be like i don't want to do this anymore no because there's days that i'm like i don't want to do this anymore you yeah. know and then their faces pop in your mind and you're like i can't quit because i, I know. love them yeah <laughs> you're like i have i'm building i'm building a an inheritance i'm building yes. a, a a safe place for people yeah and so it's worth it and, and it's funny because i probably would make more money as an individual agent just working for a big brokerage because mm-hmm. i would net more money but i wouldn't have the environment that i wanted it's you know? fulfilling too. Like I, we did our little annual one-on-ones at my salon, Glow Hair and Beauty Bar in Metairie. It's amazing. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I, I was talking to one of the girls. She's pregnant, and I remember telling her, "I'm like, this really is the most fulfilling part about being in business with y'all. Is like, I literally get to watch y'all." grow and go through like all these milestones like falling in love getting married now having babies like I so don't take that lightly like I find it such a privilege you're like a mama I love it and like I told the same girl today I was like oh my god another girl was like crying because she's planning her wedding she had to postpone it and she's replanning a poor thing is like so stressed and I was like I could never have more children like I really do feel like they are (laughs) like my children like I want to like be there for them emotionally and like you know help them and but, I think parents are the biggest servants, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're like, do you want something to eat? Here's your food, child. Oh, is do you that the get wrong changed? cup? Is yeah. that chicken nugget the wrong yeah, shape? You're like, what else can I do for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how can I serve you? Um, exactly. It's, it is. I mean, you really are a parent figure in in that aspect, and you're and the protector, my, and the, you know, it's true. My husband um, came and helped out at the coffee shop a few times, like being cashier or whatever, and he's like standing around. And I'm like, listen, I'm like you need to pick up that broom pick up the broom and sweep and serve love care serve serve him ask what he needs and he's like quit barking out orders at me (laughs) i'm like this is how we do things here we serve one another it is a team it's weird (laughs) how much like i'm i'm the same way my husband is completely opposite of me um (laughs) which is funny so and 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 i was laughing because he was he was like oh you need to do this paperwork and you're terrible because we're married and that's what we tell each other loving things like that um (laughs) yeah it's so real it's so real and then but what you realize is and i told him i said you wouldn't have any employees Mm. i said you can be as good as paperwork as you want and have the best freaking company and the coolest company but if you're mean to your employees and if you don't build that relationship they can go anywhere and get a cheap brokerage or get a cheap this or get a cheap that Mm -hmm. if if you don't build the community then none of this crap matters. And that to me is like, not everybody is supposed to be a boss or an entrepreneur. You have to like genuinely love it. Well, it it will eat your life. Yeah. I mean, people have like, that's when I try to tell them, like, go ahead, start your own thing. Do it, go. Because once you do it, it's really hard. I have a friend who's um, a partner of mine and, and she works with me and I love her. But, and she is amazing. And the thing is, she's had her own business and she was like, it sucks. 
you know it, it's true i mean because she didn't the overhead the, the when the rent the all this other stuff that you and don't the even problems, think about it's like yeah any problem you they look at you to solve it yeah you know and it's then who, who you go to exactly you're the boss yeah the buck stop the buck stops here and you turn into the girl at the end of miss congeniality and she stands there and cries <laughs> I'm a terrible. <laughs> yeah that's why i mean i'm telling you if i want a christian i'd be on a lot of drugs oh like, my god i don't do drugs let's just be clear here i'm not on alcohol either i don't even know if that's where you say it but i'm just saying well, just if have I didn't a glass ha- of wine or go for a run, right? That's, well, that's what I don't even need that because me and Jesus, we just hang out. I'm like, there Jesus. You go. I'm like, Jesus, you're gonna have to talk to her because I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna rip her weave out and smack <laughs> her with it. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Hey, guys, this is Derek from Selling the Big Easy on HGTV, and I'm here to tell you about Moxie Coffee and Espresso, located at 3101 Metairie Road. Now, let me tell you, this place is small in size, but they are huge in flavor. That sounds that sounds incredibly cheesy, I know, but but hear me out. When I say this place is good, they are far and away the best coffee shop in the entire New Orleans area. From handcrafted coffees to matcha to milk teas, this place literally has it all. Uh, the only thing cuter than this place are the baristas working behind the counter, and I mean that. I love you guys, you guys are the best. Um, Head out there, just check them out. That's Moxie Coffee and Espresso, located at 3101 Metairie Road. And uh, tell them Derek from Selling the Big Easy on HGTV sent you by. They may not know what you're talking about, but say it anyway. <laughs> okay, guys, we're back with Brittany Piccolo Ramos. Okay, Brittany, we were talking about leadership. You had some really good pointers, and I can't wait to go back and re-listen to all of that. So I know that you just recently lost your dad. Mm -hmm. On Christmas Day, which was scarring. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sudden. That's what I meant to say. Sudden. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I'm laughing because I'm so uncomfortable, but like, I want to talk about it because it's real. Um, Yeah. And I want to be as genuine and real as possible, just like the show, Selling the Big Easy. Make sure to watch it. Streaming on Discovery Plus. But seriously, like, it was un... It's unreal. Like, anybody that loses a parent, it's so unnatural because, you know, I don't... You know, obviously, if you believe in the Bible and you believe what you know, we were never supposed to die. So I feel like when you lose someone, it it doesn't feel right. You know, it yeah. feels like that. Sh- and I don't believe, obviously, I believe in eternity. I believe that we get, there's a heaven, there's a hell. And people are like, oh, hell. Um, so yeah, we can talk about that later. Um, I do believe there's an eternity. And so I don't think that it's, it's, it's finished. And so I remember the night of, it was, it was, it was intense because we were fully believing that he was just going in and just having some, um, just some issues. And, and then all of a sudden they were like, um, your dad's gone. And it was like literally. This was Christmas night? This was Christmas night. So like you we like had, just done all your Christmas activities? All of it. Literally it was like seven o'clock or eight o'clock. And they were like, dad's not feeling well. Cause he had not been feeling well that whole day in the, in the last two days, I guess. And then, um, cause I was going to go see him. And then um, we had been fighting a little bit and he kind of got a little sniffy with me. And I I said, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. So, of course, that's the response you give to your dad when you're mad at him. Um, But he he said, you know, we have plans. And I said, "Okay, we'll get together later. I told him I loved him. And then um, we literally were um, we got a call at seven and said that he wasn't doing well and that they were at the hospital. So he was at the hospital when he passed away, like he was talking to the doctor and like passed away right there. What, what I mean, what happened? His um his heart just stopped. 
Like it was like, like a heart just, attack? Yeah. Like it was just, just heart failure. Um, but it's just, I mean, it's, it, it, honestly, I don't think anybody's prepared for death. You know, even like people that are sick. Like, I don't think that anybody's like, oh, today's the day. You know, I always get brought back to the story in the Bible about when Jesus, when Lazarus died and then Jesus finds out and they're like, Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Yeah. And he was, he starts crying, knowing that he's about to raise from the dead. It's like, he knew that it was sad. It's like, death is sad. It's, yeah. well, you're it was supposed, his friend. Yeah. You're I mean, supposed to friend. grieve yeah. and like. You know, it's um, well, what it's was hard weird is I, I grieved the day of like that night. I remember bawling, crying. And the next day I grieved. And then like we went away for a little bit and I got some healing and stuff and some revelation. I do think he's in heaven. I know he's in heaven. But he what was really weird is that I'm, I was working with a client mm-hmm. and he was giving me some crap. Like he was like, like messing with me. And this like, client you this were client working I was working with? Okay. Just messing with me. Give me a hard time. He yeah. was like, kind of hard. Like, he's done mm. like this. And he's like, okay. And he's like, kind of making fun of me. And mm. I was like, I'm here for this. And um, and I was laughing. And I started like, and I was like, I really like this guy. I didn't know what my thing was. I was like, I like this guy a lot. And I was walking out the house and his wife walked us out and we were leaving. And I said, oh, please tell your husband. It was so great meeting him. He's so funny. I was like, and he, I love the way he was giving me a hard time. He reminded me of my dad. And I mm. like came out instinctually. Like I didn't even think about it. Just, and girl, in front of the client, I was like, <gasps> like oh I started my God, like, I triggered like it. heaving, crying, it bawling, you. crying. Yeah. And, and it was so weird because it was still, I didn't realize how fresh it was. Yeah, for you know? sure. And, and I just think that like people, we just get so caught up on stupid things, you know, like you get in fights about this and, you know, you just, you just don't let things go. And I just think forgiveness is so amazing. It's such a gift. Even when people, you know, even with my husband, when he makes me mad, I'm still, I don't mind saying sorry first because at the end of the day, who cares? You know, at the end of the day, if you're right or you're wrong, who cares? Because the relationship is worth saving. And obviously there are some toxic relationships and you need to be careful and watch your, you know, have boundaries, but still love the person, you know, and, and still even whatever, and I always say my love is not contingent. Mm-hmm. And that's another word. My love is not, my two things for this year is my love is not contingent on your actions or on your, your processes. My love comes from a bigger source. It comes from the Lord. So I'm able to love you without you earning it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so sweet about their having a relationship with Christ is it's unearned, undeserved. So as believers, we can give that unearned and undeserved. Mm-hmm. And the other word that I feel for this year is being unoffendable. And no matter who's coming at you, what they're saying, how they're ripping you apart, just being undefend- unoffendable because, again, it's like, but the cross, you know what I'm saying? Again, you know, the same people that were praising Jesus one minute are murdering him and hanging him from a cross the next minute. So, at, and then in that moment, he's sitting on the cross being tortured and ripped apart and all this stuff, people spitting on him and making fun of him and putting a, you know, a thorn of, of a crown of thorns on his head and la- laughing at him. And he's looking at the father in heaven saying, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. Like how, how dare me hold something against someone? Yeah, it's so powerful, forgiveness. I remember watching this show about this man. He murdered this fam, this family member or whatever. And the, the rest of the family was like at the courtroom or whatever. And, 
you know, some of the family members were like, you know, we hope you burn in hell for what you did. Um, you're a terrible person. You deserve to rot in jail. And then I think like one family member, I want to say it might have been the mom, got up there and looked at the man straight in the eyes and was like, I forgive you. I I don't have anything in my heart against you. I hope that from this situation that you like grow and learn and like the man the whole time before that was like stoic and as soon as the lady said I forgive you he just silently just started like tears sobbing like crying and it's like that's heavy yeah it's like you forgiveness is everything and it's easier said than done though it is I mean especially when somebody cuts you off in traffic I'm just joking (laughs) it's an ongoing decision though because it's like sometimes you forget like I already forgave that. You have to remind yourself, like, that's done. I already forgave them. Well, because the, you know? the, the, I mean, I, I hate to get real. I'm preachy. Okay, I'm going to get real preachy right now. Um, but the enemy is the accuser. Mm-hmm. So he literally says that the, the, the Satan sits next to, like, sits in the throne room and accuses us constantly. And Jesus says, that's covered. That's covered. Yeah. That's covered. And he sits at the right hand of the Father and he advocates for us, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's what's so weird. That's what's so funny. My word, another word, another word of the day um, is advocate. Like mm-hmm. we have an advocate for us. And that's what's so interesting with real estate. And that's why I think it, it just vibes with me so much because it's so into It's such a vulnerable situation. Mm-hmm. It's people's biggest decision to buy and sell a house. Mm-hmm. That is their biggest investment. And they're trusting me and I'm advocating on their behalf. I mean, that is a godly business done right you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like you are like justice like bringing them the most money or protecting them in the situation and and obviously every situation is not perfect i'm going to do everything i can but every situation is different but it's weird to see somebody like cry at the close it's not weird it's awesome to see somebody cry at the closing Mm -hmm. table because you got them an extra twenty thousand dollars and now they can do x y and z yeah i mean it's their hopes dreams everything future memories past memories all wrapped up i mean it's a and my husband used to always be like don't take it personal i'm like it is personal it's hard it is a i'm gonna take it personal i mean i I do take it personal i don't care now i forgive them and i'll let them go yeah but it's a personal business if i Mm -hmm. take them personally i'd be like i don't care what you think i don't care it's just mm-hmm. business. It's just business. Bull. It's not just business. You're a believer. Everything should be personal. Yeah. Have a have a personal aspect yeah. to it for sure. And not saying that I'm like, I'm offended. Oh, like then take that personal. That's the, what's so interesting. You can be personal and still be unoffendable. Mm-hmm. You can be personal and still be, you know, taking care of that person above yourself. That's what's so cool about being a Christian in business is you can be all of those things mm-hmm. and still be untouchable that's what's so like supernatural about it right yeah yeah for sure Like you can love on people and pour out and it's an it's an ever lasting like river well yeah yeah like it doesn't stop like we can pour out love and it doesn't deplete us like i heard on like one of those shows they're like oh my love tank's not full i'm like baby you're looking at the wrong source (laughs) (laughs) it don't go that deep (laughs) if i looked at marco to fill my love tank i would be like crash <laughs> like it would be like broke i'd be broke down marco i love you but you ain't filling up my love tank baby no i ain't looking for another but i'm just saying i found him his jesus 
the love tank. You know, there's like, I'm not feeling my love tank. Boom, you're divorced. Oh, she gets married again. He's still not feeling my love tank. Yeah. Yeah, boo. It you ain't about you, you all need, the time. Yeah. You need an eternal Jesus because it's an ever flowing river. Oh my God, Brittany, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, Hold on, I don't want to, we, we're kind of like short. Maybe the whole thing will be like 40, 45 minutes. Okay. No, we can keep, I can keep going. I can go all day. Okay. All day. <laughs> Do you watch New Girl? Yeah. Yeah. All, all day. day. All, all day. day. <laughs> They're like jar. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So with all that being said, what would you say is your vision for you you and your family's future, Brittany? Like, you're doing this show. Wait, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't talk about a lot of things yet. Okay, we let's just, do that. It's awesome, though. Okay, so, um, Brittany, now that you just led us into some personal issues in your life, like your dad and um, overcoming the sadness and maybe some forgiveness issues, mm-hmm. let's, like, bounce back to something a little bit more happy. Happy. Fun. Okay, so let's talk about the show, Selling the Big Easy. So how did that come about? So what had happened was um, I was actually i had a house that was being sold and we had worked with the stager um so some of this house i staged myself some of them i kind of coordinate with another person um and she called me and said that they um this network was doing a show about home staging and asked if they could use my listing i said yeah sure so i called the seller and the seller said yes but i had to be there so reluctantly i was like oh god i'll go um so i'm sitting there hanging out and they were super cool i was having so much fun and i'm really glad i went and then all of a sudden she was like you're so funny and i'm like i know I should have my own show and she was like you should and literally that's and then obviously we worked on a sizzle reel I mean it was a two-year process right there's a lot of checks and balances like when you're getting in there's you get evaluated by a thousand people so they look at you then they do a a sizzle reel then they do another sizzle reel then they do a pre-pilot then they do a pilot then if that doesn't then they figure out how many so it's this whole big shebang and so um and you were like oh my gosh my improv has prepared me for this Red leather, leather. <laughs> red leather, red leather. How now, brown cow? You are so good at that. I am not. Yeah. I'm like yellow yeah, leather. <laughs> They're like Brittany. Did you just say a word? I'm like, did I just say? A word? No, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm very much the Michael Scott of real estate for sure. I love Michael Scott. I know. I'm like Steve Carell, like on the hard, on the like on another level. Uh, I love inside jokes. I hope to be a part of one one day. <laughs> okay so you got your show okay so that's how i got the show and then obviously it was it was it was weird it was because they, they when we first got the show they said oh you're going straight to pilot that never happens it's amazing and then they were like just joking hgtv is terrified because they don't know if you're gonna do good because you're nothing like any of the other hosts yeah um so yeah so that, then they pulled it back and they just did a pre-pilot and then they're like okay we're good we're gonna do a pilot so did they ever like j- like I don't know, feed you any type of like lines or anything. You li- they literally um, just filmed you doing your so thing. Ever so often, they'll say they'll just give you a baseline. Tell me about this. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about that. You know what I'm saying? Like there was only one line, and it became a big line. I'm not even gonna say it because I hate it. It was just not my favorite line. It was like when people like Coldplay they hated the song Yellow, and it became like their biggest hit. Like, I think it's one of those things. Like, yeah. you're just like, I don't love that. And it's not, you know. Yeah. But. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back. Okay. What is the, f- what's the most challenging part about filming a TV show? Um, <laughs> She's giving me points. Honestly, 
on and like you want to go to y'all, to y'all <laughs> listening i literally just thought of something and then she's like so go ahead and ask me again why don't, why don't you go ahead and just re-ask <laughs> that she's directing the podcast <laughs> Stop it. i'm like okay say it slower um <laughs> what the most difficult part honestly is doing my hair and makeup every single day that is like the hardest what part. the heck is the matter with you why don't you call me i have a low budget right now I- I'll curl your hair for you okay i'll call you oh my god <laughs> but honestly like doing my hair and makeup every day is like the worst it's and then too because it's like the south so it's a hundred percent humidity and you're on camera and i'm a yeah. big girl and i'm sweating you need that asb yeah. ashley see your beauty ashley, waterproof oh we ashley i'm gonna be calling you girl <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting a whole line she's getting all kind of, she's like seriously yeah oh, girl we just like what i don't even want to talk about this anymore let's go <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go buy some makeup <laughs> so the hardest part is getting ready right yeah. freaking preparing for this ready. show especially because we're no, there's no lines it's just meet people hang out yeah walk. and then also like when we're touring the house because i have to be on mm-hmm. so I have to, i'm not just like that's a room that's a room i'm like i have to be myself you're like a showman like, yeah i have to be like a hundred percent yeah so i can't have a bad day so i have to go to bed at like freaking nine o'clock yeah and then i have to wake up at like five o'clock and then i'm still doing real estate full-time what is it like with that and juggling the fact that you are a mom, a mom and, and a, a realtor wa- and a wife and, and a business and- owner and doing yeah. a tv show jesus <laughs> jesus and caffeine i mean honestly oh, like yeah. legit jesus first caffeine second mm-hmm. and like and really a great team honestly i have the, the the network that was producing it is is phenomenal they're really helpful um and they were super awesome i just love being around them um also the you know the team that we're working with and the people that i work with at the, at the brokerage at godwin and stone um they are really supportive so i'm able to still take care of my clients mm-hmm. and i'm available i mean i literally am walking with my cell phone throughout the whole tour and so like in between cots i'm like excuse me let me take this call <laughs> like it's it's literally at that level so that's so it's, it's cool it is cool i'd love to watch it yeah come watch i, I would love to watch you work um, w-e-r-k yes that Brand. too work that too <laughs> so what is your vision for you and your family what it for the future well our big thing is um right now actually you know obviously we have the brokerage so that's doing very well you know i want to do a clothing line i want to do do you well, really mm-hmm I do. So if we're looking for sponsors, um, people to partner with. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to do a clothing line. I already have like design and everything that I want to do. Um, I want to do a, I want to write TV shows. My husband and I are writing a TV show, which is hilarious. Um, and write movies. I want to start a production, not a production company, but something that can help, you know, kind of put that together. Um, I want to, and these are all big dreams, obviously. I want to run for I don't know if I want to talk about that. Don't don't talk about that. Yeah. So I I want to just get more involved in the community, but all in all, like the entertainment aspect, like I want to produce and do shows that I want to watch. Like I think that's a big thing for yeah. my future. And then obviously keep growing the real estate company and 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 training on new like a lot of new agents have been coming on and I get to train them mm-hmm. and prepare them, which is huge. Um, so just replicating myself and and building really great agents and. Um, and then potentially having more children. I don't know. Yeah. Or right. adopting, maybe. Yes. I love that. Yeah. We'll be right back. 
Hey you guys, this is Katie from The Motivation Station. And I don't know if any of y'all know this, but The Motivation Station is under the umbrella of the All Over the Road Productions. So if you like listening to me and you want more of me, then go head over to the All Over the Road podcast, All Over the Road New Orleans. You can find them on Instagram. Or if you really don't like this podcast and you'd like to hear less of me, then why don't you check out All Over the Road? It's All Over the Road New Orleans, right? All Over the Road New Orleans. Check them out. And we're back. Okay. So, Brittany, <laughs> at the end of every podcast, I don't know if you had a chance to listen. We do yes. a lightning round. Let's do it. And I'm going to win. Now that we're wrapping this up, thank you so much for coming to do this. I'm, like, really liking this one. I can't wait to I just love hear being back. with you. I just want to hang out with you all day. I know. Let's, let's be go best friends. Out. We should. Okay. Where? Door. What? What? What'd she say? I want to live next door. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> uh, where do y'all do y'all live in New Orleans? Actually, we're building a house in Lakeview. Where? Oh yeah, we're gonna be very. We're close. gonna be so like, close. We can like walk to each other's house and hold hands. Yeah, <laughs> and skip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Brittany, are you ready for the lightning round? Yes. So the thing with the lightning round is you just have to like answer as fast as possible. Yeah. Like yeah. don't think about what it. Thinking about. Let us know Done. the true you mm-hmm. and just like answer. Done. Got it. Yeah, got it. Brittany, what is your favorite word? Yummy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is your least favorite word? Dang. Dang. I don't know why I don't like that word. (laughs) (laughs) What makes you laugh? That. um, What makes you laugh? I don't know. Like that. Literally just listening to myself talk and say the stupidest things ever. Just. And honestly, what makes me laugh is watching people hurt themselves. (laughs) When people fall. Yeah, like when people fall or something. Like I will cackle laugh. Like it is my jam. (laughs) Like I watch like American Funniest Home Videos like on the regular. Ridiculous. Yes. Remember that show? Yes. That's funny. I just couldn't stand the commentators. That was my favorite part. Really? Yeah, they're so funny. I didn't think they were that funny. You were like, I'm funnier than them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I do watch humor like that. It's embarrassing. Like I'll go to play. I don't like that line. I don't like that. Sad. Okay, well, what makes you cry? Mean people. Yeah. What sound or noise do you love? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My laugh. Like, when I laugh, like, I can't, like, that breathless laugh. Or, like, when anybody laughs like yeah. that, that, like, breathless, like. The wheeze. Like, the wheeze. The like, wheeze. that is probably my favorite sound. That, like, because I will go into it, too. And then it's, like, we're both, like. <laughs> You can't breathe. Like, yeah. And then it gets silent. Uh, yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Throwing up like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who is someone that you admire? Oh, Harriet Tubman. That's my girl. Really? Yeah. She's my boo. What profession other than your own and maybe something that you ha- already have not done, would you like to attempt? Um, I want to be a, st- I would love to be a stand-up comedian. Yes. Like, that that'd be, be fun. What profession would you not like to attempt? Um, I don't ever want to work for a telecom, like a cell phone company ever again. <laughs> I work there. Never again. Never again. Okay. They're like, how many cases have you sold? I'm like, You're like, I don't care. I'm like, they're so much more expensive than Best Buy. <laughs> I just, said, I did just telling people, I'm like, you know, you can get cheaper at Best Buy. You sucked. <laughs> I know. So terrible. 
people. You were looking out for the person. I know, but I was like, but you know what's funny? I was always a number one salesperson because then they felt so bad that I, I was like, listen, I got a quota hit, but you can get it cheaper at Best Buy, but I really need to sell this case. And they'd be like, I'll buy it. I'm like, cool. Yeah. And then they would come back to me. That People love honesty. So they appreciate it. Out, you know? Okay. If heaven exists, which I know you think it does, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Come on, girl. <laughs> Can you imagine? Come on, Come girl. on girl. Get on in here. <laughs> I want to do like real Southern, like get in here. Get in here. All right, Brittany, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on social media? Um, you can go to Brittany in the Big Easy um, on Instagram and on, on Facebook um, or search my name, Brittany Piccolo Ramos. And um, yeah, so come get me. Come holla at your girl. I have a website too. If you're yeah. looking to buy or sell a home, um, please call me also 504-500 sold. That's 7653. And our website, godwinstone.com is amazing to search houses. Like instead of Zillow, it's like better. Really? Yeah, it That's really is. Know. I know. And you can find us on Instagram at Motivation Station with Katie. And that's another episode of the Motivation Station. And to all you dreamers out there, just run with it. Because if you don't, somebody else will. Hey, dreamer, why you got a dream so big? How you gonna fit inside this box? We're trying hard to fit you in. Hey, dreamer, why you got a dream so big for you to dream and take Between the black